0: And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home, actually, from tour. Hey, guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi,
1: it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren.
2: Now, Open Mic. Welcome back to another installment of Wolf Bites Open Mic. Chris Lehman back with you. i got a great pair of guests with me. Nick and Rob from Lost Kings. Guys, how's it going today?
0: Hey, what's up, man? Good, man. It's good.
2: Good, good. And I think you guys are supposed to be in the area here real soon too for for a show.
1: Yeah, t- uh, tomorrow night, or I don't know when this airs, but tomorrow <laughs> Thursday. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to start out kind of just with some some general background uh, about the two of you, and Rob, I'll start with you because. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty big sports guy myself. And from what I've heard, you wanted to play professionally. Uh you were planning to be a professional athlete or wanted to be. And I was wondering what what sports did you play growing up?
1: Well, I think that was like the goal for a lot of kids, probably yeah. at the age that I was when I had those dreams. I played baseball like my whole whole life. And, you know, that was kind of the plan to go to college to play baseball and do that. Um and I pitched in my senior year, right before my senior year during summer league, I blew my shoulder out. So that kind of changed my focus and plans and everything of kind of like where I was going to go to school and, and, and all, the, all the things because I, I hurt my arm so bad. But um, yeah, that was like the pipe dream of dreams, you know, growing up. Is, it, that was my first love for sure uh, was, was baseball and pitching and, and, and that whole world.
2: Yeah, and now Nick, you were, from what I understand, involved in, in music from a pretty young age. I think you started out on the drums. Um, I was curious, how does that uh, does that have any kind of impact on the way you see music? It, it seems to me, you know, drums are a little bit different. Do you think that has any kind of impact on the way you you look at music?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm glad I started out on drums because it it's the backbone of every song. Like it's what makes you feel every song rhythm is so important and i think one of the driving forces of being being a producer is having good rhythm um you know i've definitely come in contact with people that can play guitar play piano but you don't have rhythm like it's you know that's that's such a big thing in music like you gotta have like it's i mean so much modern music now is it's it's the drums are just so key i mean like sometimes that's how you even I even start a song. It's just with the drums first. I mean, and that may be because I've been playing drums since I was a young kid, but um, but yeah, to me, I'm very happy. Like there's a lot, I feel like there's a collective of amazing producers that were drummers first. I mean, you look at like Travis Barker. um, uh, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys like murder beats, like those guys, like they all, there's a lot of drummer producers that are like killing it, Um, just because I feel like it's such a backbone of music and no matter what genre you're in, it's like the driving force. So I'm glad I started out on drums and then kind of made my way to guitar, piano and everything so I could expand my, uh, my writing. All
2: right. And I think both of you guys grew up on the East coast and now of course you're based uh, out of LA and I think that's where you found each other. How did you end up meeting and start collaborating on music?
1: Yeah, we were both uh, um, doing music out here in in different, you know, doing different things. But uh, we had a mutual friend who kind of realized we were kind of trying to accomplish the same goals and and had some similar aspirations. Um, And, you know, we got together. He introduced Nick and I and we started talking one night. Uh, just about what we wanted to do, and we were like, "All right, let's get together, and maybe we can teach like teach each other some things." I wanted to really learn producing because that's what Nick was doing, and I was DJing at the time. And uh, you know, I wanted to ha- I was going to help Nick like learn the ins and outs of DJing. And then when we got together, we like realized we kind of clicked and had the same goals and similar tastes, and we we're like, you know, maybe uh, we attack this together. And we started working that night, and like legitimately haven't stopped since.
2: So, Nick, I'll I'll ask you, what do you think it is about the two styles that you had? Obviously, Rob talked about you guys just kind of clicked. What do you think allowed you guys to click? And why do you think you guys work so well together?
0: I think because we uh, we have different strengths and weaknesses. Like for me, um, I was never um, uh, a relationship network type of dude. Like like I'm not, uh, you know, like. I'm not a social butterfly kind of guy. Like I was always buried in the music and being creative. and um, You know, I just kind of like, I don't know when I met Rob, like I think it's good that we do different things. Like Rob was so good. I remember when we first linked up, he was so good at hitting everybody up and letting them know what we're doing, like, and then becoming friends with everybody. And that's so important for your career because then you depend on certain people for certain things. And building those relationships are super key for us building any sort of success. And so like our managers, yeah. our agents, yeah. and it's like Rob can step in a room and be friends with anybody. I'm not that person. Like I am very like social anxiety, blah, 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 that kind of vibe. So I, but like, I'm, you know, I had the music, it was just like, you know, but then again, it would be weird if like Rob was like all up in my business with the production. I feel like we would butt heads and we'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, we both have similar tastes in music and both come at it from a different perspective. So that I think really is what allowed us to become friends, start the music career. And then, you know, all at the same time. And we haven't had a problem. We've been together for seven, eight years. So it's, it's, I think it's really key. I think if we were the same type of person, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, We probably wouldn't be together right now. All
2: right. And, and speaking of your musical Let's start talking a little bit about some of the songs and, and the remixes specifically because that's where you started. I mean I remember uh, the I Bet My Life remix by Imagine Dragons was a great one. Overdrive that one gets your heart going. Um, <laughs> the Ge- Gecko remix is a great one. Um, so you guys really started out and I feel like a lot of electronic artists start out Kind of getting noticed with remixes uh, of some of the the more mainstream artists. Uh, you guys though still continue to do some remixes. I think it was last year you guys remixed "Small Talk" by Katy Perry. What is it about the remixes that you enjoy, and, and why do you continue
0: to do them? It's a to me, it's like an a, it's an avenue to like experiment a little bit, you know, like because we have our originals, and I have like what I want to do with that, and, you know, what we envision with that, but with remixes it's a chance for me to like try some new stuff that i haven't tried yet or um you know put a spin on a song that i think is a good song but could be even better if it was in like you know i always want to beat like what the original is in some sort of way and like um that's always the goal so like i think if i really love a song like it's I want to hear it spun differently, and it's also a chance for people to discover us that may not know our originals, but they're like, "Oh, I love this song," and I love this version of this song. Um, it was so key; it was such a building block remixes for our career uh, in the beginning. So it's still something that we like to do from time to time.
2: And so uh, I'll start with Rob with this one. What is your favorite song that you guys have have remixed? Because I know you guys have a, a lot of them.
1: Oh God, that's that's tough i mean you know one that always holds like the a huge place in my heart because it really got us our start in the industry and 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 broke down some barriers for us was uh the remix of latch that we did for disclosure uh it was a bootleg remix but that you know Nick and I uh it was before we had management and agencies and we sent the uh you know the mp3 to the program director at bpm at the time we tracked down his email and uh he, you know, got his ear and he said how much he loved it. And then two weeks later, he was like, you know, I replaced the original version of, of Latch with yours. So anytime it was going to play, like we're playing your version. And it still plays on, on BPM to this day. And that was, you know, without any any management agency and that kind of just was like all right like these guys are for real they did this on their own and uh it's we still play it out it still goes off so that one to me is just like with everything that it means like for you know the career and and, and what it's done for us and then also just how epic it still is uh that's probably my favorite
2: what about you nick uh, maybe outside of latch what's one of your favorites that you've remixed
0: Oh, favorite remix? Uh, Probably the Rihanna, the work remix. That's probably my favorite, just because, like, I mean, to have just like the vocals in my computer of Rihanna and Drake was like insane. Um, and I just remember being like so gassed the whole time I was making that. And uh, it really, um, you know, it really did well for us. And uh, that was like one of the last remixes we did. I think that was the last remix we did before we really went ham with like um, the originals and everything. So it was like, I don't know, we just kind of wanted to go out with a bang at that time. And that one just, you know, those are two iconic artists. To me, that was like, yeah, that's definitely my favorite. I still listen to that from time to time. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and you talked about getting into to your originals. What was it like when you release your first original? I, I'm sure there's some extra nerves that go along with, with that, because it's a little bit different than remixing at that point.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a little, uh, definitely nerves a little bit, just because you're stepping out, you know. Um, really testing your following and your fans like that have loved your remixes and you just wonder if they're going to love your original story and original music. But it's so important for us, like as producer artists, we're not singing on the song. So like, it's so key that our production stands out in a way that people want to resonate with it and also tell our story through other people's singing. And you want people to resonate with that story. And for us, like even that first song, were or first original we put out that I just remember being like, just it just felt right. Like, that was we're gonna be the one we were gonna switch it up a little bit from what we did with the remixes, and that was gonna be we were just ready, 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 ready. And it's obviously evolved since then, but I think what we're doing now is what the end goal always was. Um, but we've had to experiment do a lot of test the waters, do a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, it's always nerve wracking because you want people to, you know, really resonate with your original story and original music. That's most important to us. Cause like making remixes is cool and I can experiment and everything. But, um, but at the end of the day, that's that person's story. That's that person's song. We're just adding to their story. I want to add to my own story and what Rob and I are doing. I want people to resonate with that. So.
2: And, uh, it, it feels like a, a 2017, I think, was a really, really strong year for you guys. You had a lot of good releases. Uh, Quit You, Look at Us Now, First Love, Don't Call, We're All In There. And then you can even go back to, to late 2016 with Phone Down. That kind of seemed like when everything really started to take off, at least in terms of your originals. Uh, so what was that year like? If, if there are any stories you know that, that go along with that year for you guys that you remember um, or, or a favorite song that you had that year?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because you don't really like look at it like w- while you're in it, you don't you don't really look at the year, you know, like now it's kind of, you can be like, oh, okay, this and this happened. I mean, that was just really like, you know, we had just signed a record deal with RCA, who we're still with now and kind of got into the groove of like releasing on a regular basis. Before that, we were with Spinning Records, which is like a dance heavy, you know, record label. And uh, it was, you know, we were just doing some certain things on there. And it just really got us into like, the start of what we're doing now it's like you know some of those records are like really paved the way to you know how we release music now and uh really allowed us to build a core following and it got us on pop radio and and for the first time so that was just like really the kickoff of like you know what we do as i feel like original artists too now um and what our original music and and everything was like that was kind of like the foundation and, and and just like really making us a staple um in the scene where you know more than just like your core dance followers got to know us it was we were playing pop radio festivals and, and doing and doing different things so um that was just kind of a, a really good time to finally get out in front of more than just like the core dance crowd and you know now we've just built on that
2: uh, and one other thing that I, I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit, and you talked about kind of building, a uh, following and releasing music, uh, and that kind of brings me to Spotify and, and social media. And the first one I want to kind of talk about is Spotify, because it, it feels like you guys do a, a good amount with Spotify Uh, You got a good following there. How has that, it really seems like that's kind of changed the the environment when it comes to releasing music and how music is consumed. How is it on your end? Because I I know as a consumer of music, it's great. Um, But how how has that experience been for you guys and how has it helped you?
0: Uh, It's great because you can, you know, release week to week if you really want. You can, you know, you have a lot of freedom and creative freedom. And there's a lot of playlists out there that allow people to to discover music. It's a great platform, but it is more challenging than it ever has been because it's so competitive and there's songs being released every week. It's a little on our end of it. Like, yeah, I love getting new songs every Friday, but from a releasing standpoint, you know, you release a song on Friday, after that week is up and next Friday, everybody's on to the, you know, next song and so it's like kind of makes you mentally feel like that if people aren't adding your song to their playlist that it's kind of you know it's hard mentally to kind of get over the hump that it's like you know people actually still maybe not have heard that song or you know because like people not everybody keeps up with it every week because it's a lot of music it's a lot of people releasing a lot of music so it's like it's very it's like to stand out is very very hard and it's super competitive and that is a challenge as we release music you got to just keep it coming and it's like that has changed you know you can't do no one album a year or you know it's like you got to do songs every month you know it's 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 a challenge for sure
1: yeah and like just even building off that like spotify was really driving what 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 People were listening to for a while and like getting in the playlisting and everything. And now, you know, it's this ever changing game of Spotify because, you know, there's all these playlists that um, used to drive plays like on your Spotify page. But now, more so than anything, it's like TikTok and TikTok is driving what people are consuming on Spotify. And, you know, Spotify is going off the trends from TikTok. So uh, it's this ever changing and evolving music, you know, business on how to succeed that like we're just in in it and you know navigating as we go because it changes really on a weekly basis
2: Uh, and one other thing uh, when it comes to spotify i was just looking through uh, your crown jewels playlist that you had and i noticed mountains was in there and and i was curious I've, i've always kind of wondered how much obviously you enjoy the music you produce how much do you listen to your own music and do you you know glean anything from listening back to songs that you've produced
0: in the past Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I feel like I listen to, while I'm making a song, I've heard it a million, million times, and so it's hard for me to go back and listen after it's out, you know, I kind of just let it be when it's out, but I obviously do go back and listen, I have to wait a while though, because then I get real perspective when I go back and listen, I'm like, oh, it's weird you kind of get lost in the process and then i hear it so much that i'm like all right i i want to hear what other people's opinion on this i can't listen to this on a regular basis but i think what my favorite place to hear is being able to play the show it's like that's when i get to really you know that i feel like it's always the same feeling every time we play a show it's like you know you hearing it in that environment with the energy it's like you know it's it's kind of hard after hearing it there to listen in your car
1: I'm similar, but what I have noticed that I've been doing a lot more recently is uh, watching the music videos. Like, you know, I don't have a playlist of, like, the songs and say, Spotify, but it, it, I've been watching the music videos, especially over quarantine because a lot of the videos are almost like these travel vlogs, uh, and one in particular s- sticks out as, like, stuck in, like, the video we have like for that and where we're traveling.
0: Oh, maybe I need you,
1: cause it's harder than- I maybe I need you, but you always want to Playing like ultra Europe and, and it's just like this amazing trip. So like, I definitely have been watching that to feel some nostalgia and, and everything because it's like uh, more so than ever miss traveling like that. So um, I, I have found myself watching like reliving the music videos for sure.
2: When it comes to concerts, you obviously get back out, you get to, to do some touring now. How does it feel uh, to start with you, Nick, because you talked about, you know, playing a song at shows and in, in front of crowds. How does it feel to after you know a year plus of not being able to do that, to be able to do that again?
0: It's unreal, man. You kind of take it for granted before everything happened with the world. So coming back and being able to do it, like doing Lala a couple of weeks ago, like just that kind of level of show is just like. Unbelievable, and I think like all I kept saying the whole weekend was just like, dude, I just want to stay in the moment as much as possible because, like, I think now it's like really, I find myself really kind of just trying to do a better job at not taking it for granted. Man, it just drives everything because, like, for so long, during obviously everybody was dealing with it, you're getting no. Um, you know we can we're making music but it's like you're getting no fulfillment from it so it's like hard to stay motivated but now back to playing shows and getting to see people's responses even after a year and a half that people are coming out to the shows and still caring feels good feels great
2: so is there there anything on the on the horizon obviously you you've got some tour dates you'll be in, in the area here in North Carolina here soon anything else going on for you guys that you're really excited about
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, like tomorrow, Alchemy, that kicks off the I Miss the Future tour. So that's like, you know, a huge thing because we've been waiting to do a full, you know, a a real tour for two years now um, since the last one. So like the fact that it kicks off tomorrow is like is so big and and it goes till you know, pretty much November almost every weekend. So uh, it's like that's what, you know, we've been gearing up for it and have some you know hitting all the cities that we've missed and get to see some familiar faces uh but yeah so like the tours is what we've been looking forward to
2: all right guys well i really appreciate you jumping on here and and talking real quick um it's been a a lot of fun and and i hope you guys have a good time at alchemy
1: appreciate you having Uh, us thank 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 you bro.
2: Absolutely. That was Nick and Rob from Lost Kings. Be sure to like and subscribe.